Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. The tennis world is holding court in Southern California for a fall edition of TC Live from Tennis Paradise. Coming up on today's show, two-time Indian Wells champion Victoria Azarenka plays for a spot in the quarterfinals today. And we play her recent interview with Kamau Murray. You and I locked eyes and we're like, oh my, and everyone else was like, oh my God, oh my God. You can't stop the vibe. <laughs> Plus, we've got another rapping tennis star for Andy Roddick to rate. He was just reading a passage <laughs> off of an iPhone. And as always, we look ahead to day seven action with these big stars on the schedule. It's a bird. It's a plane. And it's a tennis panda. TC Live starts right now. Ian Dunn making an appearance on TC Live. Gotta love it. Welcome to TC Live from the PNP Paribas Open, presented all two weeks by Verbo. This is our one-hour pregame show to get you ready for first ball every morning here in the Southern California desert. The women fight to make the final eight, both here and at the WTA finals. It is all happening in tennis paradise. A lot to get to on the show today. We've got all the big highlights, interviews, and Hall of Fame analysis. Plus, Kamal Murray chats with two-time champ Victoria Azarenka. And Andy Roddick rating another tennis rapper. You don't want to miss it. Out on the practice court right now, Alexander Zverev. He has won 18 of his last 19 matches. Andy Murray, the only member of the big four he has yet to defeat. We will see if that happens later today. And how about Gems Life practicing? They are both still in action. Gal Malfis, two-time quarterfinalist here, taking a 5-1 record into his match against Kevin Anderson. And he told me the other day, loves to practice with Alina Svitolina. She does not miss a ball. Svitolina trying to reach the quarterfinals at her fourth tournament in a row. It is all good vibes out there. Good vibes here. Inside Stadium One on our Tennis Channel desk, Steve Weissman. Back alongside my friends Chanda Rubin and James Blake. And back with us today, the Hall of Famer Andy Roddick in the house. Good to see you again, Andy. I I had your friend Andy Murray on the set the other day. Said lots of very nice things about you. But he said, why isn't he showing face at at these tournaments? Wants to see you here. Hey, listen, that weather looks pretty good. Aside from yesterday when there was like the uncharacteristic wind that played, uh, that, that gave everyone hell. Uh, listen, you guys are doing so great. I'm just here shacked up in my little office, but uh, I appreciate the opportunity to be involved some way, somehow. Thank you for having me, Steve. I always appreciate it. I mean, we miss seeing you out here. We want you, I want you right next to me on the desk. I mean, just like when we were back in the locker room. I want you here, Andy. <laughs> next time. Yeah, I mean... James, no. listen, one of the main reasons why I, I can't actually make it out there is because they threatened to have you at the desk this week. So I had to lay low. I had to lay off. <laughs> I understand. I, I, I mean, I'm a little hurt inside. I'm going to go cry. But I, I mean, I'll, somehow I'll find a way to get over it. Yeah. So, so Andy, that's a no. <laughs> Just to be clear. <laughs> oh, man. Let's, let, let's get one some day. straight one tennis. Day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Big matches we got coming up today. Look at this. Our featured matches on day seven. Taylor Fritz taking on Matteo Berrettini. Shelby Rogers and Layla Fernandez. Can't wait for that one. Gael Monfils against Kevin Anderson. Fabio Fonini, Stefano Sitsipas. Let's talk a little bit more about Andy Murray and Sasha Zverev. The German said, I think he's the only one of the big four I haven't beaten yet, so I hope I can change that. James, these are the two guys with the most Masters 1000 titles in the field. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a great matchup. I'm actually interested now that we've got Andy Roddick on. Uh, and, Sasha Zverev said he considers him part of the Big Four, the only one in the Big Four. Andy, do you consider Andy Murray part of the Big Four? I know what I think, but I know some people have said, you know, he shouldn't be in the same category as Rafa, Roger, and Novak. But what do you think? Well, I mean, if we're being honest, I don't think anyone, they, they've separated themselves from 
tennis history with what they've done. So I don't think that's the actual question. I think who are the four most relevant players of that era? Who was there every week of every year? And who was the only one to make a, like a real dent? Not just at the slams, because props to tip of the cap to Stanball Rinka for, for getting three slams there. But it's a very different resume outside of the slams for Andy Murray when you're looking at big four versus uh, Stanball Rinka, which I think is the conversation. 14 Masters Series titles, two Olympic gold medals, tons and tons of Grand Slam finals against these guys outside of it. He was one of the guys outside of those three who was dominant week to week to week. So define it however you want, but you know you can't just say it's 2020 you know, against three slams. I don't think that tells the whole story, and, and Murray should get every ounce of respect that, that, that he does get. Yeah, and he was one guy to get to number one, to be number one at the end of the year in the midst of, you know, the big three and their dominance. And you also consider, obviously, they've won a few more slams since Murray has been injured and coming back. And and so the landscape has changed a bit. But, you know, we can't change what was at that moment the big four, in my opinion. And Andy Murray was solidly in that mix. He was the guy who, you know, could at any moment win a slam alongside those other three guys and so I think absolutely big four it's legit I, I totally agree it's a big four it obviously has become the big three since his injury but I, I, I agree that Andy Murray was was the guy that absolutely could uh, could win a slam and had the unfortunate luck of being so many times the runner-up to those yeah. those big three in in slam finals and a reminder the only guy here this year is Andy Murray, yeah. right? Point. Uh, the yeah. other three aren't there, and he's still playing, and he hasn't lost to Sasha Zverev in his career. Looking forward to that matchup later today. Uh, getting you caught up on the action from yesterday, Andy talked about it. It was windy. It was rainy. The conditions. It all led to some big names getting swept away. Last night, Coco Golf, Paula Bedosa had to deal with the rain and tough conditions, and well, the Spaniard handled them a bit better, Chanda. That's not a fun day for any tennis player with the ball swirling around, and it was tough conditions, but Paula Bedosa able to hit through it. She's a big hitter and got up 5-2. The rains came, and they had to come <laughs> off court, but Bedosa, when they got back on court, just picked up where she left off, and she was the player understanding the big areas, the big targets to hit into. She's got a little bit more experience, was able to force a few more errors from golf at the end of the first set, kept it going in the second and I think the frustrations just started to build golf still just 17 years old learning how to play against these different styles different opponents and Bedosa she did not lose her focus this is a day one of those days where you just want to get on and off with as little trouble as possible Bedosa able to do that 28 unforced errors for golf compared to seven for Bedosa really impressive in those conditions Andy what was your biggest takeaway from this match well, it's just a little bit of the inconsistencies with Coco. Obviously, the big swing on the forehand. There needs to be a, a, a hard look at a grip. There needs to be a hard look at kind of a, a bigger take back on fast services. It affects her. And apparently, when it's blowing 45 miles an hour, it affects her also. But also the, the mid-match adjustments, right? She had... Uh, she had a chance to kind of go back in the locker room, regroup, maybe switch some things up. And from where I sat, it didn't seem like there were those adjustments made. And it kind of was more of the same when they came back out. James? Yeah, uh, I mean, I would love to see her take that real hard look at herself in the offseason and decide what, what needs to be changed because she's don't, doing a lot of things right. Don't get me wrong. She's, she's top 20 in the mm -hmm. world at 17 years old. Um, there's a lot to be positive about, but uh, I think a lot of people see the potential to be even greater. So you take that time, whether it's a, a coaching change, whether it's a grip change, you, but you make the decision uh, to really focus on what can improve in this offseason. Yeah, I think the challenge really becomes for golf, even though she's so young. She's 17 years old, but she has high expectations. There are high expectations on her, and now she has them for herself. She's seeing these other teenagers winning majors, getting to finals, and she has to be thinking, why not me? I've been there. I've been doing the hard work. Uh, she's been playing consistently at a higher and higher level, but this is where you've got to make that next step, and it becomes tougher to get inside, you know, play consistently inside the top 20, top 15, then top 10 uh, and I think for golf she's sort of at that transitional stage where you know a coach an experienced coach would help giving her a little bit more strategies against some of these opponents that she hasn't faced before it's not easy to work it all out in the middle of the match when you <laughs> go out there and you don't really have uh, anything to go off of so I, I think there's a lot she can work on and that she can continue to improve on but hopefully she can keep that positive mindset she's just been so great to watch and you know you don't want to have her feeling so much pressure where she can't keep growing in her game.
Yeah, and I think any point of criticism needs to be balanced out by the fact that she is 18 months younger than Emma Raducanu right now. Okay, so she's top 20 in the world. She's got her eyes in the top 10. There is time, but as Chanda said, we analyze based on what we're seeing and based on what we think people are, are capable of. And obviously, any criticism is manifested by the fact that her, her ceiling and her upside is so, so high. But it, it, it is worth consistent mentioning of, uh, of where she is, where she's come from, and where we think she can go. And Coco Goff, by the way, still in action in doubles, teaming up with Leila Fernandez. We'll see them on the court later today. Meantime, the biggest upset of the day was all the way over on Stadium 3. The top seed Carolina Pliskova was in action against a lucky loser ranked outside the top 100. Beatrice Haddad Maya, the last time they played, the Czech blew her off the court 1-1. One one. Uh, the winds of change yesterday, Andy. Oh, I like the reference there, Steve. Very well done. Listen, if you're a club player at home and you struggle with ball striking in the wind and you need a little confidence, look away from this highlight. It is pretty nasty. Very obvious that Pliskova was not seeing the ball well, missing basic shots like this. Tough to find her timing. Not really known for her movement or being able to adjust. Very high service toss. All of these things kind of are a recipe for disaster in conditions like this. But credit to uh, to our opponent for staying in there, getting the ball up. I mean, look, that, that one is, it looked like my backhand. Um, anyways, uh, but good win. Way to stay out there. And we lost our number one seed on the women's side. That just looked nasty out there. It was no good. And Haddad Maya getting the biggest win of her life. Good stuff. Angebur. Coming off a final in Chicago, she is leading the WTA in wins this year. And Chanda, she added another one yesterday against Danielle Collins. Yeah, Jabir is just so confident in any conditions. And Danielle Collins, another player who struggled. You saw the ball moving around at times. She just couldn't quite get the rhythm. A lot of uh, errors. The double faults, 10 in that first set, 6 in one game. And it was just a frustrating day for Danielle Collins. And then you throw in all the variety and the nasty off of Jabir's racket, and it was just not a fun day at the office for Danielle Collins, but a fantastic match from Jabir. She kept her calm, her composure. She didn't get frustrated out there. You've got to take things as they come, and you know, she was able to make adjustments, and that was the name of the game all day yesterday, and, and Jabir able to get through in, in two pretty clean sets. Converted five of her 12 break points, went 72% of her second serve returns. Win number 46 this year for Angeberg. Some others moving ahead safely presented by Progressive. Not only is our top seed gone, our defending champion is out. Bianca Andrescu taken down in straight sets by Annette Contivate. Angie Kerber moving on. A little upset with Anna Kalinskaya. And then Barbara Krejcikova getting past the American Amanda Anasimova in straight sets. Well, it's normally a sunshine double that starts in Indian Wells, but this year, Hubie Hercotch looking to do it in reverse order. The Polish star won his first Masters 1000 in Miami earlier this year, taking out Yannick Sinner in the final and breaking into the top 20 for the very first time. Well, now he's on the verge of making the ATP finals in Turin, played Francis Tiafo last night, and he had all the answers for the American, James. He really did. I thought this could be a tough matchup for him. Francis Tiafo has really improved his returning. Hercotch a lot, a lot of times does rely on that big first serve. After the break, he came back and just it, it was more of the same. He was taking care of business. He did a great job hitting the big targets, staying within himself, not doing anything that was unbelievably spectacular. He was just forcing Francis into errors. He did come up with a couple of big passing shots. Francis was coming in net uh, pretty, pretty uh, frequently, and he saw some frustration out of Francis. There were a lot of people getting frustrated yesterday with these conditions. You're just going to see some ugly tennis, and you got to win ugly sometimes. Hubie Hercotch does a great job of that. Looking to get his third title on the American hard courts for this year. One in Delray Beach and Miami already. And that win, James, put, puts Hubie Hercotch in the top ten. Guess who leaves? Roger Federer out for the first time in four years. Will he make it back? We'll see. Andre Rublev in action, the five seed against another American, the last American hope in the top half, Tommy Paul. And Tommy Paul, TP, talk about the real MVP on the American side, Andy. Yeah, you know, these conditions, it, 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 when you're a ball striker, which Rublev is, you do not want to see these windy conditions. And credit to Paul 
for kind of realizing when opportunity is knocking. And I love watching Tommy and Paul play. I also I love watching him play guys that are ranked high, right? Top five, top ten guys. He kind of opens up the shoulders a little bit more, kind of gets into it. You don't see those sloppy ears. And uh, for Tommy Paul to come and, and, and win matches like this, the guy has such star power with the way he moves, the way he emotes, the way he plays. That forehand, frankly, just looks really cool. Uh, you know, so it's nice to see him kind of dialed in here. Uh, moving around, trying to trying to frustrate Rublev and uh, closing it out here. Huge, huge win for Tommy Paul. Now the question is, can he keep this momentum going in this tournament and provide that element of consistency? This is a great win for him. We've, we've been talking about Foe, Fritz, Opel. It's, it's time to, to fanboy Tommy Paul. Doing big things. First time in the fourth round of a Masters event. We've got Pam Shriver coming up to talk Teenage Stars. Plus, Kamal Murray sits down with Victoria Azarenka. She tells an incredible story of DJing at a tournament you don't want to miss. Tennis Channel Live at the BNP Paribas Open is presented by Verbo. Your Together Awaits. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Steve, James, Chad, and Andy back with you. TC Live presented by Verbo. We've got a new game on Tennis.com. It is the Match Point Predictor game. All you have to do, answer seven questions for a chance to win a VIP trip to Indian Wells next year. Game locks 2 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. To lock down today's forecast, here's Fox Weather. I'm meteorologist Bruno Merwin, and here's your BMP Paraba Open weather forecast. An absolutely beautiful day for tennis in Indian Wells. 75 degrees, cool and sunny with a light breeze. For more information, go to foxweather.com. Precise, personal, powerful, Fox Weather, coming October 25th. All right, thank you so much. Good to hear that. After the rain, the wind, all that happened overnight, car's a mess. Uh, our daily live coverage always starts with TC Live, 1 p.m. Eastern, followed by the day session. We also have live coverage on our regional sports networks with Leif Shiras and Jan Michael Gamble. Then the night session begins 9 p.m. Eastern with encore coverage right up until TC Live the next day. Keep whatever device you use on Tennis Channel all day, every day. When we come back, Kamal Murray chatting with Victoria Azarenka. Roddick, Blake, Ruben, Weissman back on TC Live presented by Verbo coming up later today. It is a battle of Belarusians. Two-time Indian Wells winner Victoria Azarenka faces the upset queen Alexandra Sasnovich, who has already taken out two major champions. Our Kamal Murray caught up with Vika on his Tennis.com podcast recently. Welcome to the Tennis.com podcast. We have got the legendary future Hall of Famer, Grand Slam champion, great dancer as well, <laughs> Victoria Azarenka. I thought you, were, you forgot my name there for a second. No, no, no. <laughs> well, you, know, you got like all these nicknames. I got, you know, which, which nicknames yeah, should I use? Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I brought up the dancing. Remember last year when Charleston, when it was raining and you were dancing? I was dancing. Do, yes. do you want to you talk about the full story no. of that? <laughs> Go ahead. Tell the full story. Um, yes, I was dancing for TikTok because <laughs> I was just fresh off the quarantine. I mean, it's kind of. It was our first kind of event. And I was super into TikTok. So I was like trying to, you know, make it fun coming back. But then um, the last day, do you remember that, that story I'm talking no. about? And I, I was hoping the tennis channel did have some footage of it <laughs> where I started to be a DJing and oh, your and your and your you remember yes. that? <laughs> and your eyes went just 
what did I play? Because I played an explicit version of one song yeah. and everybody started to freak out because it was on TV. Yes. But uh, I wish some people had some some footage of that <laughs> of that of that moment because it was pretty funny. I know. I think you and I like when you put it on. You and I locked eyes and were like, "Oh my!" And everyone else was like. Oh my god! Oh my god! I was yeah, like, it's stop not me. Stop. I was like, no, you're not stopping that. Like, you cannot stop the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> people loved it, but the TV TV people were like a bit on their toes. Dude, but like, I think get, it was a cool moment Mika for tennis. Away from the DJ booth. <laughs> no, no, I, I think I did good. <laughs> I'll stand by that. <laughs> I enjoyed it. You know what? Like, I wish that we brought some more of that vibes to an actual tournament because that was really like, I think for. What, for for a while, I haven't seen that camaraderie with all the girls like playing for with a team, and it was it was super fun. It was one of my actually my favorite events. And I think that we talk about like your personality, like Danielle Collins. Like if we just allow the personalities to take over, yeah. we could grow our sport. Oh, because yeah. I think, especially for girls, it's like one of the greatest sports. Female tennis players make more money than any other you know, on average, female athletes. But if we allow them to come out and be crazy and be wild and say what they want to say without yeah. being so guarded, we could raise the level of this sport globally. Yeah, I think it's more about just allowing to be yourself. And I think there is a progress for women that is happening now where breaking certain walls and boundaries where you're not told what to do. Unfortunately, in society, it still happens a lot. But in our sport, I think being leading sport in women, we have the ability to kind of lead this way and allow uh, players to be who they are. And I think we partly do, but I think the society is catching up on. And those, you know, moments when that happened, I think we can make a bigger deal out of uh, out of them in a good way because that's, I think that's fun, that's entertaining, that's where sport is about. It's about entertainment. There is a competition uh, uh, to it, but we are entertainers. And I think the more we take it that way it's going to be more exciting because generations change the viewers change and we need to keep up with updating updating a bit the sport and and i'm all up for it oh that was great you can find more of kamau's interviews all the podcasts at tennis.com slash podcast other chanda than it being extremely cold at the excess center uh what stood out to you about that conversation yeah, it's fun to see Victoria Azarenka sort of in a more relaxed light. And, and Kamal Murray, he has such a such camaraderie with a lot of the players. He's been out there coaching at so many of these tournaments. They have these interesting experiences. And, and I can see uh, Vika dancing and having a good time with that. I would love to see the DJing part. That we couldn't tell. But, you know, she's one of those players that you can really see that she has personality. She's got fire. And when you can bring some of that out, it does. I think it's part of what will help continue to grow the sport. Yeah, I feel like we're lucky to be in this era of social media and getting to know these players because you see the intensity of Vika on the court and you think that bleeds over into the rest of her life, but you see her having fun on TikTok, having fun on on social media and DJing and dancing and doing all these things and you realize that off the court she just loves life and to see her maturation from when she was first on tour to now and and how much she's enjoying her off-court life. um, You know, it's a pleasure to see and I feel like we're lucky because maybe in generations past we wouldn't have gotten to know the type of person and the type of generosity and a genuine person that Vika is. No, absolutely, James. I mean, she, she's a global superstar. Uh, Andy, she also on the court has more wins than anyone else remaining in the Indian Wells draw. Uh, what's impressed you about her game so far this year? Well, I, listen, she she's great. Uh, she's been a great ball striker since the word go, but her kind of comeback doesn't get talked about enough. It was uh, obviously during COVID last year, Cincinnati U.S. Open, and then to kind of reestablish herself as one of the, the prime players in the game is amazing. And to kind of build on, on what James and Chanda were talking about, uh, you know, with this whole thing with Osaka not wanting to do, do media and with other players kind of bristling at the thought of it, running through my mind as she's talking is like, listen, let's showcase these personalities. Obviously, the way we're going about it isn't doing that consistently enough to see Vika relax. That was an amazing interview because we got to know her a little bit better. I'll take that any day over the same questions over and over ad nauseum. I love that piece. I I did as well. And and Chanda, the match today is very interesting because she's taking on a fellow Belarusian, Alexander Sasnovich, who has already pulled off some massive upsets, taking on Emma Raducanu and then another major champion in Simona Halep. First time these two are playing each other. 
How's it going to be for Sasnovich taking on, uh, you know, one of the, the country's heroes? Yeah, it's always a, a different dynamic when you take on a player from your own country. But for Sasnovich, you know, she's been watching uh, Vika Azarenka win Grand Slams, win titles, be an inspiration. And so, you know, there may be a little bit more of, of you know, nervous energy. I don't expect her to be overawed, though. Sasnovich, she has come out and she's been balling. She has just taken on, you know, every player. She took on Serena Williams at Wimbledon. Uh, Serena retired in that match, but you can see from the start, Sasnovich, she was going after her, and I think it's going to be that mindset, that mentality that helps her against Azarenka, but Azarenka, she's not ready to move over for anybody yeah. from her country <laughs> who's coming up. She is firmly entrenched. She's going to bring the intensity. Uh, she's going to be ready to battle, so it'll be interesting to see who gets rid of the nerves first and who's able to get into that match from the start. Kamal Murray is killing it. We'll have more Kamal Murray interviews throughout the tournament. The Sloan one was great. The Vico one was great. Looking forward to that matchup later today. We are leading up to top of the hour here on Tennis Channel. We've got Taylor Fritz taking on Matteo Berrettini on Stadium One. Hey, that's the window. Wave, James. Say hello to the people. When we come back, Pam Shriver joins us to talk about the teenage superstars. Welcome back to TC Live in the desert. Week two of the BNP Paribas Open. And take a look at our featured matches this Tuesday. Taylor Fritz looking for his second career win against the seeded player, Matteo Berrettini. Great one between Shelby Rogers and U.S. Open finalist Layla Fernandez. Andy Murray, the only member of the big four that Sasha Zverev has yet to beat. Fabio Fonini in the night session against the two seed, Stefano Tsitsipas. Back on our Tennis Channel desk, Steve Weissman, Chanda Rubin. We've got the Hall of Famer, Pam Shriver, for the first time on the desk. You've been killing it in the booth doing play-by-play. Great to have you here. Well, I just can't believe I'm here. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and this tournament's been a lot of fun. Players had to deal with a lot of weather yesterday, that's for sure. Great listening to you and Martina, you and Lindsay, you and Jeannie. Uh, first of all, Maryland natives. How about those Ravens last night? <laughs> 22 to 3. Was there any doubt? A little bit, a little bit. I feel a little left out here, Steve. You didn't see it? Lamar Jackson? I mean, come on. I mean, I heard about it. (laughs) It it was good stuff. Uh, It was tough conditions last night here in the desert. Coco Golf, Paula Bedosa, uh, and this one, Pam, I mean, it it went for Paula Bedosa. Coco had had it. a little bit of trouble with that wind, with the with the rain delay. You know, there were a lot of heavy hitters uh, yesterday that had trouble with the wind. You had Pliskova and Collins didn't do very well. And it was sort of like the player who could just spin the ball and get a lot of balls in play, bring the margins in. But uh, certainly Coco struggled with the rain delay. It was brutal last night. Yeah, and you, you figure with Coco Golf, I mean, she's still learning to play against these different styles of opponents. Bedosa, they had not played before. Bedosa hits the ball big, but she just had a bit more margin and a little bit more experience in how to bring her shots in. Golf overplaying at times, just not sure whether to stay in points or whether to go for it. And it caused a lot more unforced errors and the frustration, especially when you're dealing with the win, all of that just increases. And so it was a tough night for Coco Golf. Overall, this season, great for both Coco Goff and Paula Bedosa. They both made their first major quarterfinal at Roland Garros this year. And, Pam, they are both still vying for a spot in the WTA Finals. Yeah, it's all in for Guadalajara because to grab one of the eight spots in an unusual year, the championship didn't happen last year. There's going to be some players like Ash Barty that are not going to grab their mm-hmm. spot. So let's face it, if you finish 9, 10, even 11, you've got a pretty good chance. So one teenager remains on the women's side, Chanda. It's the finalist from the U.S. Open, Layla Fernandez. I mean, she has just taken that and, and taken it to new heights today. She's got Shelby Rogers. What are you going to be looking for in this match? Well, these two, they played before last year. Layla Fernandez, not as much of experience, of course, uh, during this that match. And Shelby Rogers had a fantastic tournament in Lexington. I think it'll be a different match. Fernandez, she's a different player. She understands her game so much better. She's using 
using the crowd. And you see a bit of maturity in her game that maybe we didn't see last year. And she's just been fun to watch. Had a tough battle against Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova that she got through. Mm -hmm. I think that should help her confidence because she's going to see some big hits from Shelby Rogers as well. I think she'll be able to handle it. She's not going to be awed by that. I think for Rogers, she's been impressive the way that she's been able to battle. She's got some big wins this year. She's in such good shape. She's able to stay in points a lot longer. It's going to be an interesting match. I might give Layla Fernandez the slight edge just because of the, the run she's been on and the type of tennis she's been playing. But I expect Rogers to really compete. It should be a fun one. Well, Chanda, Layla Fernandez is the one player right now that if I hear she's playing, guess what? I'm going to go try and watch her. I, it's just the best watch in tennis right now. It started with the Osaka match at the U.S. Open. She's been winning most of her matches in three tough sets. The way she brings the crowd into the play, I like her compact swing on the forehand side. Uh, she's really surprised me how she's followed up, not just the Osaka win, but time after time after time. Maybe she is the team that's going to be the most consistent of the three that we've talked about the most. Yeah, Pam, her energy is just infectious. I mean, she gets the crowd into it. Shelby Rogers is the American, so it'll be interesting to see who the crowd is going yeah. for in this match between the Canadian and the American. We've got another American on the men's side in action, Taylor Fritz, and he has taken on Matteo Berrettini, beat him a couple years ago in Davis Cup action, but not favored in this match as we take a look at our DraftKings Sportsbook live odds to win. In, and Berrettini, Chanda, is the 67% favorite. What do you think? Yeah, and, and I think that's fair. That's reasonable. Berrettini, he's had a terrific year. He's a big match player. He's got the big weapons, the big serve, the forehand, and he can take over a match. But Taylor Fritz, he's got a good shot on these courts. They're a little bit slower. He's going to have some chances to get into the matches, into this point, into the points uh, during this match. And I think Fritz, the way he's been competing very evenly, that should help him. But Berrettini, and he's still the favorite in this one. Well, I also think Southern Californians through the years, which Taylor Fritz is from this area, they love to play in these conditions. It's a, it's a home crowd for him. And I, I give him a, a bit of a chance, but of course, two of the biggest shots in men's tennis, that serve, that one-two punch serve forehand for Berrettini. That's why he got to the Wimbledon finals. And I like how Tom Lanovich and Berrettini are, are bringing the couples tennis to the <laughs> top shelf. <laughs> right? I mean, so, so here in the desert combined event, We've got Tom Janovich, Berrettini. They're both still in it, as well as Gems Life. Gal Monfils and Alina Spitalina, both it, still are, in play. Are they still Gems Life now that they're married? Yes. Like, shouldn't there Gems be? Life for life. For life. Okay. okay. I like it. <laughs> and, all, and Gems Life have Till kept death all, do them part. <laughs> they've kept all their rings together, too. Unlike, yes. Unlike the ring gate we had for Murray. Uh, Pam, it's great to have you here, and uh, we'll look forward to your call later today. Thanks. Enjoy it. All right. Much more still to come here on TC Live. As we continue on, take a look at our schedule. You can money. Pam's money. Our stat of the day. You don't want to miss that. And Andy Roddick, rating rappers. Yes, indeed. Don't go anywhere. Back on TC Live, it is time for Tennis Topics presented by Verbo. We are leading up to the top of the hour third round match between Taylor Fritz and Matteo Berrettini. Fritzy looking like he's going for the uppercut in this one. Andy Roddick on the show with us throughout the tournament. And before he constructively rates another tennis rapper, we want to catch you up on everyone uh, that he has been talking about. Some earlier reviews from the last several days. Take a listen to this. Know this the good life. Hot tubs and court time. Thursday, we back, alright? He had it written out on an iPhone, right? It wasn't like it wasn't like bum on a sweaty already mom spaghetti. Like he he was just reading a passage off of an iPhone. It's insane. We gotta get off the air. This is crazy. The good news for Dennis Shapovalov is is it didn't take us long to find someone worse at rapping than him which is Andy Murray. My hand cramps up and my mind gets hazy. I sign and sign, but the line doesn't end. Wake me up tomorrow, let's do it again. The other thing that I thought was amazing is that I didn't get the notice for the clearance sale from Tommy Bahama for the Bryan Brothers Band. I thought their shirt, the floral shirt, all in different sizing was, was phenomenal. There was just a lot going on in this clip. None of it really that great to be. <laughs> 
James, see what, you, what you've been missing? <laughs> I, why wasn't I here earlier? This is, this, this is the content I'm here for. I want to see what we got today. This is incredible. And I'm also glad there is nothing of me uh, playing with the Bryan Brothers band or doing anything like that. <laughs> are are you sure about that, James? Uh-oh. We're going to go deep Uh-oh. into the archives. Sure. <laughs> Mur- Murray is still so upset about that. He told me the other day, he's like, for 12 years, people have been – Putting that out there yeah. every time I come on a talk show, he's like, I wish I had not done that. <laughs> well, I mean, if that's your biggest regret, you're doing Love something it. okay in life. <laughs> All right, Andy, uh, we, we've got a, a, another rapper for you to rate. Take a listen and watch this. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to go like full credit to Jamie Foxx and T Pain and blame it on the alcohol, but that wasn't the case. I was too young. That my my favorite my favorite part about this entire clip is the enthusiasm of Wayne Bryan that has been consistent for the last sixty plus years of Earth. Listen, I, I, I have no defense. We've all made bad decisions. Uh, thankfully, this isn't like uh, like Murray. You can't really find this on Spotify. you got to look real hard. Uh, I'm not proud, but here we are. I love it. I, I love it. And I'm going to call Wayne Bryan the hype man because that's who I was looking at, too. He was in it, and you kept looking and getting that energy. I thought this was, pre- this was pretty good, Andy. I thought you did a good I, job. I, I loved how professional you were. I mean, holding the mic, like making sure you, you know, just like a real, I mean, you're real, the real deal back then. It looked like you're about 18, 19 years old. I mean, could have gone either way. Could have gone tennis star, Hall of Famer. I mean, possibly the next, next rap star. I looked like. <laughs> yeah. So James, I, you need I, a better I know shirt we, we often, No, I, well, I have to pull. Look, look at the, look what I've graduated to. This is like no better right now, but uh, I need that Tommy Bahama James. shirt. <laughs> I know I, I didn't I didn't I don't have enough floral prints going on. You see how their their design has gone on the set over time. There's uh, there, again, there's there's nothing good about this 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 video. There's nothing good about uh, this segment. I mean, I know this is hard hitting stuff. I'm just trying to figure out where they're going to send our Emmys. Listen, Andy, love it. For, uh, James is right. You, you hold the mic. It, you know, that, I mean, that's legit. Yeah. Uh, too legit to quit. And the hair, oh. the hair is is rocking for you there. Do, could you still recite "Ice Ice Baby"? Do you still know those lyrics? Yeah, I could. I know. I know that. I know where this goes. I've been around TV enough. I'm not doing it on air. But I would do terrible. I would do terrible. Horrible, unspeakable things to have that hair ba- hair back. Like unspeakable things. <laughs> <laughs> would you rock the visor with that hair like you did back when you had that hair? If I could, I would show out. <laughs> <laughs> the, the only thing missing was if he had the visor backwards. Yeah, that was a good look. Back I, right? love, I yeah. love this so much, though. I mean, hype man, Andy Roddick. I mean, it. Can- I love I love the check interplay out. there. Yeah, can this be our intro <laughs> every out. day? Can we just <laughs> roll this? In? Check out, check out the guy playing cowbell in the back. Look at his back left. Oh, he's, <laughs> yes. he's got one move. He's got one move. <laughs> Who is that man? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh, that's classic. That's classic. Uh, we, we've had some great raps this week. Yeah. Roddick, I fun. mean, if you want, if you want to bring it back. Open floor, rest of the way. I mean, you, you can make your own lyrics. Do whatever you want. <laughs> we we, we got to break down some matches when we come back. <laughs> Young and erotic. Tennis Channel Live at the BNP Paribas Open is brought to you in part by DraftKings. Get in on the action with DraftKings Daily Fantasy, sports betting, and free-to-play pools. All customers can compete for their share of $30,000 in prizes all tournament long. Use code ACE when you sign up today. By Tennis Express. We deliver tennis right to your front door. Order today, ships today. And by Marcus by Goldman Sachs. You can money with Marcus by Goldman Sachs. It is now time for the Marcus by Goldman Sachs. You can money. 
Eddie Roddick, he's all about the Benjamins, baby, right? <laughs> uh, it is time to take a look at the Marcus by Goldman Sachs You Can Money segment. And, and this is the WTA prize money leaders this year for the U.S. players, how much they have made and where they rank among all the players on the women's tour. Chandy, you take a look at this and you're like, yeah, they could all pay for dinner. Absolutely. And and these are players that have played the most consistently over the course of this year. You look at golf, which is impressive. She has been so good, made her first Grand Slam quarter. That's where the big money is. Jen Brady got to the finals of the AO. Jesse Pagula has been playing so well. And you go down that list um, all the way to Danielle Collins, who has won some events this year. So you've got to win <clears throat> events. You've got to get to the big rounds at the majors. We were trying to figure out Serena, though, kind of where she has amassed the majority of her on-court prize yeah, money. A couple of Grand Slams doing well, and I think that is where so much of the money uh, lies. And you look at even at the top, Coco Golf, $1.3 million, and that's still not even close to what you would get for winning one slam. So the, the how top-heavy it can be for the, those at the top of the game and winning slams and winning events. Um, so you still wonder if there will ever be a little bit of a flattening out of, of this, uh, this type of prize money. Andy, what stands out to you from what you just saw there? Well, I mean, obviously, we, 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 we had to criticize Coco's performance last night, but there's nothing to criticize here on this list. And, you know, this is just this is just earned revenue during tournaments, doing what you do. We haven't talked about what she's making off the court. You know, there's a there's a little just a little bit of upside with the way she carries herself, the way she attracts the crowd. But, you know, this kind of tells the story of the depth and the strength of U.S. women's tennis. They're doing their jobs and they're doing it well. And it's hey, listen, more more power to them. And Jesse Pagula, I mean, $1.2 million, uh, that's a career year for her right now and, and still going in this event. Yeah, and I love to see when you look at the prize money list and where they rank in terms of prize money, but also where their rankings are. And mm-hmm. they usually pretty closely follow because these are the players that have been playing consistently week in and week out, playing at a high level. And Jesse Pagula is one of them. She has been phenomenal. She's a big hitter. She's got confidence in her game. She can go the distance in matches and you know, on and off the court. It's starts to pay off if she does this for a few more years it's like she could buy an nfl team <laughs> oh wait <laughs> already got one and the bills are crushing it as well jesse pagula is first up we will see her match here on tennis channel a lot still to get to including our social net Did we get anything from andy roddick here not sure no we've we've got a ballerina i don't think we did see during the pandemic i feel like andy you dressed up for one of your kids but this is not you playing tennis in a ballerina outfit was that? Oh God, Celeste Barber! This is Celeste Barber. I love her. I didn't even know she was going to be on the show, but she's amazing. You got to go look at her Instagram stuff. She is the master troll of stuff like ballerina videos and just taking the. She's she's a genius. I got a lot of time for her. <laughs> so good. I I, I love I love the ballerina on the court because my brother is actually married to a ballerina who then became obsessed with tennis. She doesn't move quite like that, but she moves like a ballerina still playing tennis, and it, it does doesn't look like the way we moved when we were tennis players. I mean, I felt the actual Roger Federer, you know, so so graceful. And, <laughs> an actual ballerina. <laughs> I love this. I, the flexibility. I, I kind of want to try these moves out there. I look. I wouldn't even look as good as the comedian did. Andy, <laughs> so who's Celeste Barber, for those that don't know? She's this Aussie lady who basically takes the, you know, she, she kind of makes fun of these videos that are put like, they, you know, if you take yourself too seriously and do a, a, a video of you acting like a ballerina while playing tennis while trying to convince people that it's a very serious thing, she'll come out on Instagram and do something like this and say, hey, you know what? We still got to have a little fun from time to time. She's a genius. All right. Fantastic. <laughs> Actress, comedian, Celeste Barber. Ballerina on a tennis court. Uh, we've also got <laughs> Caroline Wozniacki, who is getting ready for her final event. It is coming up in February in Denmark. She's taking on Angelique Kerber. Hey, the new mom looking sharp out there, Chanda. Yeah, she was saying she's going to be sore after this hit because it's very different mom duties to getting back at, on court as a tennis player. But you figure it's not going to take her long. She is in such good shape, Wozniacki, and really enjoying mom life. So it's good to see her back out there on the court. James, do we think this is really going to be the final match? No, I'll, I'll make sure that the, there's that wild card ready in Miami next year, just in case, just in case Caroline's looking for, uh, for a comeback a little more extensive than just the one <laughs> match.
Yeah, these these matches, these, think, these matches are always interesting. Well, I, I, it's always interesting because if these matches all of a sudden Wozniacki comes out, plays great, wins three and four, we all go, whoa, wait a minute, are we going to see something come back? But it's just nice to see you out there hitting balls again. And, uh, you know, I, I, listen, I, I, I always got some time for someone who can still play a little bit. We'll, we'll see how the EXO goes. All right, we also have action coming up on our regional sports networks. Two matches from Stadium 3 today, and they are some good ones. Looking forward to break these down. We've got Yelena Ostapenko and Iga Sviantek, both Roland Garros winners. And the last time they played, the only time they played, Sviantek only got two games. Now, that was before Iga was a major champion. Then Albert Ramos, Vinolas, and Nicholas Basilashvili. Chanda, in this first matchup, who are you taking and why? You know, I think I'm going to lean towards Iga Sviantek. She has been playing, you know, pretty lights-out tennis here. And, and on this slower surface, it has given her more time. She's been serving, hitting her targets, really serving smartly, using that to set up her game. And she's got so many shots. She plays a mature brand of tennis. It won't be easy against Asapinka, who hits the ball big. It's tough to get a rhythm against her. She is a, a champion as well. And, and you know, she's got... Uh, she, she projects that way on court, feels like she can beat anybody. But I think for Sviantek, she is playing such solid tennis. Uh, she's going to definitely have the edge for me. Yeah, I like that. And then in the Basilevili match, I mean, I love the way he hits his forehand. I mean, he's the hardest hitting forehand on tour last year, uh, statistically. And I just think with these courts being kind of slow, he's going to have the time to set up and just rip through uh, Albert Ramos Vinolas. Ramos Vinolas has a gr had a great win over Felix Oje Aliasim. We're used to seeing him a little more on the clay, but with these slow conditions, it helped him uh, be able to play a little bit more defense. Uh, I just think it's going to be a little too much out of Basilevili. Andy, uh, we, we talked to Iga Sviantek. She said she wanted to hit with Andy Murray. We, we set that up. They didn't hit, but they got to chat a little bit. Right after that chat, Iga goes out, only loses one game in her last match against Veronica Kudermatova. What, what do you think Murray told her? I don't hey, – listen, they, they play a little differently, but the, the, the common thing between both these matches is we're looking at arc, we're looking at RPMs, and we're looking at someone who wants to take those balls and flatten them out, right? Is Ostapenko going to be able to answer the bell when the ball is consistently above her shoulders, moving side to side in these conditions? I don't think she'll be able to do it over the course of two hours. And, and same situation uh, with, with Ramos Vinolas, obviously a little bit different with the lefty coming in, but uh, Basilius Vili, I think, is going to be able to actually handle that height and kind of drive through the court a little bit more, but it uh, should be fun to watch. All right, we got you covered on the regional sports networks. It's Leif Shiras, Jan Michael Gamble, top of the hour. Plus, we got Shelby Rogers coming up against Layla Fernandez. She is second on Stadium One today. Shelbs said she wanted to hit with Andre Rublev. Andre Rublev's now out of the tournament. I don't know if she's going to get her opportunity. Rogers looking to make the Sweet 16 here in the desert for the first time. Back after this. TC Live presented by Verbo. Top of the hour. We are moments away. Matteo Berrettini, Taylor Fritz, and we got the Bryan brothers in the booth alongside Brett Haber. Going to call that. Bryan brothers been killing it. Mike and Bob, two-time champs here at Indian Wells, future Hall of Famers, just sliding right in to the broadcast seats and playing like they do on the court. Let's take a look at our stat of the day. It involves American men winning here in tennis paradise. Andre Agassi back in 2001. And then how about James and Andy coming through as runners-up 2006-2010? Yeah, um, I got beat pretty bad by Roger. That was uh, that was fun, but it actually was a, a fun. Uh, I got great memories. I beat Rafa in the, the semis. First time I got into the top ten, so it's a, it, was, it was a good event for me, even though. Roger crushed my dreams as usual. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, that's, 2010, uh, what do you remember? Well, that's no joke beating Rafa on this surface. That ball gets up and away real quick. I, he, he, he beat the crap out of me a couple times here. But uh, 2010, I lost to Lubacic. And outside of the slams, right, to put those on the side, that's kind of the one match that I want back. Opportunity was knocking. Uh, that's one of the matches where I felt like I actually played pretty well and got a little bit unlucky uh, in, in that final. But uh, credit to him, he went through kind of – uh, murderer's row of uh, of people that we can deserve the title, but uh, I wish uh, I wish I would have gotten one in Indian Wells. So it's been 20 years since an American man has won here. There are two still opportunities available: Tommy Paul and Taylor Fritz. Let's talk about Taylor Fritz. He's taking on Matteo Berrettini today, James, and uh, Taylor in his first few matches has looked really solid. 
He, he is very solid. I think it's going to have a little more to do with Berrettini because Taylor Fritz, we kind of know what to expect. He's got a big serve, big forehand, but Berrettini has probably a bigger serve and a bigger forehand. So if he's healthy, if he's feeling good, um, it may be tough for, for Taylor Fritz to, to get uh, any of those opportunities to get any break points. Um, so it, I think it has a little more to do with how Berrettini plays, but Taylor Fritz will do everything he's supposed to do. Um, Paul Anacone does a great job with him. Uh, Taylor does a great job with all the intangibles, but uh, we'll see how Berrettini's firing today. Yeah, I think that'll be the question is how well will Berrettini be hitting the ball? How consistently uh, can he keep those big weapons? Can he rein them in enough uh, to make them as effective against Fritz, who is a smart player, understands how to construct his points. He can play in the different areas. He can transition. I think that's going to be important, although he won't maybe be able to get in a lot. Uh, he'll have to come in strategically in that match and just try to somehow get Berrettini off balance. It's, it's I think, the favorite for uh, Berrettini in this uh, in this matchup with the surface, with the speed, but certainly Taylor Fritz can cause some problems. Yeah, there's not enough talk about Berrettini and how well he plays in all surfaces, right? Almost winning Madrid, uh, making the final at Wimbledon, has gone deep at the U.S. Open a couple of times. You know, it's, it's not an accident that he's there every single week now. Uh, the couple of things to look for, the Berrettini serve is going to dictate the terms of this match. Uh, Taylor Fritz, for all he does well, doesn't return first serves great. Likes to take those big cuts. It, that's tougher to do off a ball that's coming in 137, 139. And also, Berrettini has this true kick serve, right? Taylor kind of comes around it. It's this side spin and then kicks away. Berrettini's got one of the biggest kicks in the game and in, in, in uh, Palm Springs and Indian Wells. That only helps that kick serve. I like Berrettini here. All right. Last top 10 win that Taylor Fritz had was against Matteo Berrettini. Coming up later tonight, we got Stefano Tsitsipas and Fabio Fonini. This is an interesting matchup because kind of like Berrettini, Fabio Fonini, you know, he can hit the ball really hard. How can he challenge Tsitsipas in this match, Andy? Well, I, I, I don't know that he will. Um, you know, obviously the talent is there, but he's going to have to hit a lot of winners. He's not getting any help from the court. Everything that he does well on the surface, Tsitsipas can counter. And Tsitsipas is going to get a lot of looks at that serve. He's going to be in return games time after time after time after time. And Stefanos actually serves well enough to kind of get the first serve uh, through the court here. But unfortunately for Fabio, what he does well and what he's able to do doesn't really translate against Stefanos as well as it does against other players. Yeah, I think this is a really tough matchup for Fonini, and it shows in their head-to-head. -head. It's 2-0, Pass, and they were not really that close. Uh, and I think, like Andy said, it's just it doesn't match up particularly well for Fonini, even though he, he moves well. He, he, does, he hits the ball so clean. Pass is able to counter all of that, and he will get some free points on his first serve, and he will be able to, in my opinion, push him around a little bit on these slower courts. So um, I think it's a tough matchup for Fonini. But he's always entertaining to watch, so I, I still want to watch the match. But um, I, I think it may be one-way traffic for Tsitsipas. Yeah, I hope Fonini is ready to kind of get down and fight because I think that's what it's going to take. But this is a tough matchup, and the speed that Fonini hits at and, and just you know the height of his shots, I think it plays into Tsitsipas' strengths. I think he won't have a lot of trouble. You know, He can get the ball up with a little extra spin. He can get you know, a little more kick on the serve. Uh, I think it'll give him enough time you know, to construct the points at will to be aggressive uh, when he needs to be. And so I just think matchup-wise, this one suits Tsitsipas. Tsitsipas, most wins on the ATP Tour this year with 52. As we take a look inside Stadium One, there is Taylor Fritz coming out onto the court. The young American looking for his second win against Berrettini, coming in at 39 in the world, looking to reach the fourth round for the first time since 2018 at this event. And then Matteo Berrettini, the five seed from Italy. For Andy Roddick, James Blake, Jada Rubin, I'm Steve Weissman. Thanks for joining us on TC Live. It's the Bryan Brothers and Brett Haber with the call of this match when we come back.